times before this. Oh, that might have been in the open. Good morning, everybody. Uh, well, it might not be morning where you are, but uh, I forgot that I had to click twice to get things recording and going. So a little bit of a blip there at the start of the, the podcast. Welcome to Two Spot Monkeys Live. It is episode 77. Uh We'll see how this episode goes, since I couldn't even get it started right this morning. But I am Jim, joined as always by Tom. Tom, how the heck are you? Ooh, Jim. Well, happy February, uh, and it's Friday. We're back on. We're, we're recording on Fridays. Yay! So, um, again, After we not threw that, that's week off last week. Yeah, not, not that most folks necessarily uh, tune in on our YouTube stream while we, you know, simulcast. That's the right term, simulcast. Mm-hmm. Um you know, yeah, we we had done a couple things different leading up to this, but February looks like it should be um, all Fridays, all Friday recordings, you know, our nice normal Friday destination. It gives me something always to look forward to um, on a Friday, in addition to the fact that it just simply is Friday, and hallelujah, we made it to the end of another week. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and yes, it looks like Friday should work, hopefully, we'll see. We say that, and then life gets in the way sometimes. So I know. You know I probably just put that into the universe. And the universe is like, ha-ha, watch what we do to you. <laughs> right. Like, this will be the only Friday all month now. Um, but hopefully it'll be Fridays. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we don't have a huge list of things, but we're going to freestyle towards the end, and who knows? We say that, and we go you know, long anyway. So, um, But uh, the first thing we should talk about, Tom, uh, aside from the fact that, yes, it is February, and uh, winter has definitely, well, it definitely hit you, and uh, we got the cold. We avoided the snow. We avoided that huge storm that swept through the whole country, basically. Uh, but it, we got the north side of it, which is just bitter cold. Um, it has made it up to 10 already, I see on my computer this morning. So, hey, look out, heat wave coming. I think we're going to get to 30 today. So that, that'll be nice after the last couple of days of nowhere near 20. So, uh, but it was the Royal Rumble this past weekend on Saturday, which still just feels weird. And every time on raw that I heard somebody say on Saturday night, like it, instead of last night, it was jarring to my ears. Um, I got to get used to that, I guess. But um, we had our head to head that we did last week and it was ugly. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was not great. The rumble's always a tough one though, because you literally have more than 30 options in two of the matches because some of those Spots aren't known to us, um, and that played in in both Rumbles, although we we kind of talked about both options. Uh, I went three and three on the Rumble, uh, and uh, Tom, you went one and five on the Rumble. Yeah, yep. Nothing but a big can of stink. <laughs> um, and uh, we both missed. I'm trying to read well. You could call my picks the Royal Fumble. The Royal Fumble. There you go. You got Becky Lynch right. <laughs> Yay! Which seemed like <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Um, I got Becky Lynch right. I got Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble, and I got um, Edge and Beth Phoenix winning uh, their tag match right. And then the other three, I lost. Um, Tom, you saw the Rumble? Did you see it live? No, nope. Did not watch it live on Saturday. Um, don't think I watched. No, I did not watch it all on Sunday because I was invested in the NFL championship games for the conferences. So I, I watched it. Um, I watched it throughout the day on Monday. Okay, and that's I watched some of it on Sunday, and then about the first half ish, and then watched uh, about the the rest of it on uh, on Monday. 
because I've been working from home this week, so I was able to have it on while I was doing work. So I, I, I was spoiled on the Rumble winners because okay. I did I, again. I I wasn't worried about staying off social media because I didn't really and and with what I had heard, you know, I know we recorded Wednesday and then more information came out about Ronda Rousey later in the week, um, so that wasn't a big surprise. Um, both her being in and then ideally, you know, winning again WWE. I mean, we'll talk more about it, of course. I don't know, but that's they they like to they like to focus on the people they think that are going to draw them the, the 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 you know the WrestleMania buy rate or the, the ticket sales or whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I saw a comment. Uh, I believe it was on Fightful um, that Sean Ross Sapp had been talking to some people backstage, and morale is really low right now, and that sort of thing, and it that one person had at least one person had said and maybe more i don't know um had said that it feels like they focus on about four people and then that's it like and and i i think now really thinking back and looking at things on the rumble and i think it's hard to make that hard to counter that argument in any way shape or form um what were your thoughts as you were watching the road do you well let's run down the results maybe yeah um, and then uh, we can maybe kind of talk through as we hit matches. There was no kickoff show, uh, or there was a kickoff show, but no match on it, I should say. Uh, which, you know, when you've got 60 people involved in two different matches, um, probably makes some sense. I, you know, there wasn't there wasn't anything burning, although the Usos could have had a match on there because where were they Saturday night? Um, I know they were banned from ringside for the match, but it didn't mean they couldn't be in the building, I didn't think. Uh, <clears throat> They could have had a match, but they're now getting their tag title match or their defense at uh, Elimination Chamber. I saw announced yesterday with the Viking Raiders. So uh, we'll finally see that paid off. Hopefully no trash monsters in that match. But uh, we started with, I got to find the rumble. There it is. Uh, the universal title match. There, there we started. Uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Seth beats Roman by DQ when Roman won't let go of the guillotine. Um Seth came out to the shield entrance. I loved it. <laughs> loved that entrance. What you, what did you think when that shield music hit, Tom? Yeah, no, it was super cool. I mean, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give this. I'll give this now before you hit all the results. I really liked the Rumble. Like, I didn't have a problem. I thought it was an entertaining show from start to finish. Again, am I have I lowered my expectations for what I expect from WWE? Maybe, maybe not. I, mean, I know we'll hit on some specifics in terms of you know you know, things that maybe landed or didn't land with us as we talk more about this. But yeah, no, to me, this started really strong. And 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 the, and the throwback to the shield with Rollins in the in the entrance, the music, the apparel, all of those things tied into some of the build that got us here too. And I really liked that even though he used the shield music and came through the crowd, he was still Seth freaking Rollins um, as far as his mannerisms and things like he didn't go back to shield Seth, if that makes sense. I liked that he stayed in character, but yet um, added those things to to play the mind games, which is which is Rollins' strong suit. I mean, obviously he's great in the ring too, but his character all all along, at least since leaving the shield, has been a, a person who plays mind games with his opponent, opponent and tries to get in their head, um, and then can back it up in the ring. And I, this was match of the night without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, there there wasn't any hope for anything else, honestly, until I hated the finish. 
I hated the finish. And I see, and I didn't. I didn't okay. hate the finish. I thought the finish made a lot of sense in the in the story and in the character of Roman Reigns. Now, I I I and I know where we'll probably go. The thing is, where does it lead to next? And it appears that there's not any follow-up that's going to take place. Um, so so while that's frustrating, that shouldn't mean that the match and the finish didn't have a place. That's that's my stance. Sure. And, and I think it was, I think that is, that is a huge piece of it, that I know it's not leading to anything. Rollins isn't going to get a rematch. Uh, most likely he's in the chamber. So we know he's not going to get a rematch at Elimination Chamber. Um, and then, you know, we're off to the races for Rock, uh, Rock, Brock and Roman, not Rock and Roman. That'd be nice, be really fun, but maybe LA the next year. Um, and, so there's no follow-up. And then I think the piece too is, and and I'm waxing poetic nostalgia here maybe, but I I prefer finishes like that on the build and then the big match at the pay-per-view or the premium live event or whatever stupid thing we want to call the event to be the, the, the payoff. Um, and I think AEW does a really good job of that. Um, and, and some other companies do a really good job as well. Uh, however, you know, maybe I'm just asking for something that's not really going to happen in WWE. Um, so again, maybe I need maybe I need to lower my expectations on that. I, I I don't I haven't done enough like analysis, you know, formally or informally. But I think the storytelling of WWE as a whole has taken a shift. And I think this is a great example. You mean that. the F in there? Because I think you could also say the F could get dropped. But anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and this is a good example of that. Because it is right. We Again, the, the foreseeable future doesn't appear to have anything with Roman and Seth. That being said, like I think fans say, I want more. And I desire more. So like, does WWE kind of dangle that carrot out for, for until whenever? Again, maybe it comes back around at Survivor Series or SummerSlam or some other, I don't know, premium live event, as you were accurately recalling that that is now the new name. I, I hope you're right on that. I just feel like WWE doesn't, they don't care what happened last week. So to, to think that they're going to pull it, although sometimes they fall into it and then they're like, oh yeah, we meant to do that because we were telling this story from eight months ago. <laughs> you're like, no, you weren't. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I know we wanted to do all the results, but I'm going to jump ahead because I think this ties in here. So in the Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match, Roman Reigns got involved. Paul Heyman got involved. Mm -hmm. Lashley wins the WWE title because Roman Reigns gets the belt handed to him by Paul Heyman. Roman then hits Brock, and that allows Lashley to get the victory in the championship. Again, setting the stage further for Brock Roman. And now the issue between Brock and Paul Heyman is another. Uh, arm of this story i don't thread i i'm yeah, sorry I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss for words with that this morning so my apologies uh but again so like if if the seth roman thing continued how does that happen with this other story in the forefront i and so again WWE should be smart enough and the writers should be well versed enough and the creators should be you know able to tell multiple stories like I don't think the audience is that dumb. I think they think they are, sadly. Um, you can have two stories going on 
they clearly aren't. So I wanted right. to I wanted to bring that out because I think I think that issue and that being like again WrestleMania and then Roman and Brock, whatever it ends up looking like, that is that's where WWE that, that's the mission that WWE's on promoting. So Roman Seth's issue again sinks below the surface and just simmers or doesn't even simmer. I think that's my issue. If it simmered, if there were still nuggets along the way, okay, then I then but and maybe and maybe there will be. But I think my reaction was based on there's not going to be because I don't believe there will be. Sure. Um, yep. and, and, and and the track record over the last right. twelve months gives you every reason to 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 have that opinion. Um, and and to talk about let's just kind of talk about the Brock and Lashley match, and then we can bounce back to to other things. Um, for me. I, I thought the the Heyman handing Roman the belt thing was done great, oh, wow. um, where Roman just put his hand out and then Heyman looked terrified at first and then slowly and then the face changed too and Heyman's so good at that like his reactions and things so he was terrified and then it became that sinister like haha we got you all and that was one of those things where even though we all knew it was coming or we all pretty well suspected it was coming it was still done well um, and and so the, even though it may have been predictable. I still enjoyed it because it was done well. What I didn't love about that finish was you had Brock get the 10 count on Bobby Lashley after the F5 um, when he's pinning him and the ref's knocked out. And then you have Roman be the whole reason that Bobby Lashley wins the match. Like Bobby Lashley didn't even hit a move after Roman hit him with the belt. And you've spent the whole story up till the match with Brock saying Bobby's a nobody. I mean, you kind of just said that Brock Bobby was a nobody. Like, and and he's not. He clearly he's isn't. Not, right? Yeah, he clearly is not. But but yeah, you're positioning him in what you're doing. Like, why why I, can't why can't Bobby Lashley be on the same level with a Roman and a Brock? You know, when, when 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 the dust settles, right? Even even if there's a little bit of by hook or by crook, which is what we saw here. Again, and he's yeah. a heel. I'm okay with by hook or by crook. But is he okay? So that's the other question I want to pose. Who are the heels here and who are the baby faces? Right? <laughs> right? Because so like Lashley wins and he was like high five and fans and he was coming up the aisle with the belt. Like that's a baby face move if there ever was one. I mean, I get him being excited, but he's he's been to the dance before. This isn't his first title win. Like I can see the emotion of it being the first title win and then that happening if you're a heel, but is he even a heel? And you know, is, is Brock a heel? Is Brock is like the so I think this is I think Roman's definitely a heel, and that was proven by how he choked out Rollins. And realigning with Paul Heyman and then screwing Brock Lesnar. Right. I don't think Brock Lesnar is a heel. I also don't think Brock Lesnar is a babyface. I think he is very much walking the line of uh, just, just being a, a, a BA, a Haas BA, and he just wants to be the best and be the beast, beast incarnate. Lashley, I think he was a babyface for this one night, but he's probably going to go back into that heel space. But again, who are the guys that you want to cheer in WWE right now? Then, well, and and yeah, exactly. And and Brock's whole buildup with Bobby saying he's a no, saying Bobby Lashley's a nobody when he's not, he's clearly not, was heelish. I mean, let's just name it what it is. Like instead of saying, you know what, you are a tough sob, and I'm you know looking forward to testing myself against you. I know I'm going to beat you, but you know I know I also know it's not going to be a walk in the park. Okay, that's a babyface way to do that and build. You know, the thing they didn't do that. They had Brock treat Bobby like a nobody and then clearly pin him for a 10 count. Didn't need to be a 10 count, by the way. Could have been like a three or a four. Um, <laughs> didn't need to be a 10. And then 
you know, and then you have Roman's work being the whole reason Bobby wins. Like I said, have Bobby Lashley pick him up and hit a dominator and then pin him, you know. So at least there's something Bobby Lashley did to make it more devastating than just the the attack from from Reigns. But instead, you made Roman Reigns is is the guy. He's the reason for everything. Um, and Bobby Lashley. And now what does Bobby Lashley do? Now Bobby Lashley is going to go defend his title in the, the chamber. <laughs> Wouldn't it make more sense to have that chamber be for who faces Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, by the way? Um, seems like it could have been a thing. Um, I, You know, I, we'll get to it in a couple of weeks. I'm not convinced Bobby Lashley walks out of the chamber with the belt either. I'm not convinced we're even setting up who Bobby Lashley faces at WrestleMania. We could be setting up two or three other things. Um, I think there are definitely ways that could go. Brock Lesnar is in the chamber. Brock Lesnar is a real threat for them to put the WWE title on him and do the title versus title match that they've been teasing. Uh, they could also go another way. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, and, I, and I suspected, and when we talked about the Brock and Bobby match, I suspected they might do this, and, and I talked about that, and then I went the other way. So I wish I would have stuck to my guns and had the guts to pull the trigger on Bobby Lashley so that I could have gotten one more win, and one of us could have been over 500 on this show. But um, and, and you had said, if I remember right, you had said you wouldn't be shocked, you know, with this sort of outcome either. Um because it could lead to what happened in the men's rumble, which we'll get to a little bit later on. Um, the second match of the show was the women's rumble. Kind of surprising that they placed it here. Um, I'll admit, uh, of course, Ronda Rousey wins the rumble. I'll admit when they placed it second, my first thought was, and the, the winners had not been spoiled for me. So I did not know at that point who'd won. Um, my first thought was, okay, Rousey's not, not in it then. Cause they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't put it second if Rousey was going to win. It. Well, <laughs> Jim was wrong on that thought. Uh, so <clears throat> this wasn't great. I, I think my issue with the Rumble, so out of 30 people in the Rumble, 15 women were active Raw and SmackDown superstars out of 30. Now, we can bump that to 16 if you want, if you count Sonya Deville. You know, she's kind of a, a floater. Um, and hadn't been really in the ring much lately. She had just kind of started coming back. And I, I hope she's back in the ring full time because I think that would be um, really great. I'm a I'm a Sonya Deville fan. Um, but I thought I think her character work as as a authority figure or whatever you want to say lately has been has been really good, too. Um, so we can bump that to 16 if you want there. And then you have Rhonda. Um, I, I don't know. There There were some things. In it, uh, Molly Holly and Nikki A.S.H. attacking her when she came out, I thought was great. Um, like, how do you not have that? That was one of the few times, and we're going to talk about this a few times throughout the women's and the men's rumble. There were a number of interactions that you're like, how do you not book those two people together? How is that not? How is there no crossover between these people in the rumble? Um, that was one where they didn't miss the boat. You got to have Molly Holly and Nikki A.S.H. cross paths, and they did. And I thought they did it really well. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the women's rumble before I go? Yeah. So I, again, from, from, from an in-ring action standpoint, again, not, not overwhelmingly great, but I thought it was fine for what it was. I, I, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like Sasha Banks getting 
an early run and then getting out early. Like if you bring Sasha Banks and you treat her like that, less than ten minutes in the Rumble. Yeah, that's nine that, minutes and forty four. That was that was crazy to me. Like you could have done something really special with her, and like it's so weird when I think of like Sasha Banks in the scheme of WWE. Like I don't feel like they're maximizing her, and I know that things have been a little bit weird for her in the last two years. And I say weird, but like you know, injuries and in the pandemic perhaps being a factor. I, I don't know all the backstage stuff. And and I know clearly she's she's been in commercials. She was in the Mandalorian. Um so acting is a thing for her as well, I suppose. Again, why WWE didn't want to cross over there. And like I know like they'd be like promoting you know Disney and ESPN and ABC and they don't have a relationship there. Their relationship really is with NBC Universal and that is a competing interest perhaps. Anyway, like Sasha Banks can be and is young still. Like again, so over overwhelming theme uh, with a lot of things here is you're you're focusing on like I hate to say one trick ponies, but like Ronda Rousey had a wonderful run a few years ago. I think this is going to be a one year runner less, and then she's probably sunsetting, or she becomes the Brock Lesnar of the women's division, and she just comes back periodically. Again, nothing wrong with focusing on her here. And I think she is a draw for WrestleMania and for Dallas, without a doubt, for both fans that still are 100% invested and perhaps people who are casual fans that may have been on the fringe. But yeah, like some bits and pieces of stories were told, like again, the Molly Holly and Nikki ASH kind of segment, you know, uh, Sonya Deville and Cameron, you know, because of the issue is yeah. with Naomi. The finish was funky at the end. I didn't. I don't know if it felt a little rushed to me, a little like too sudden. Um, and the fact that it was Ronda and Charlotte, and if that's the direction for WrestleMania, which it appears that it that's where we're headed, just seemed weird. Just I don't know. Just it didn't it didn't land well with me. Because again, you've got and we kind of talked about this. I think last week you've got this built-in story of Becky Lynch pick, pinning Ronda Rousey what three years ago at WrestleMania, whenever that was. Um, was that the last time WrestleMania was no last year? WrestleMania fans, um, the last regular WrestleMania, maybe, um, like three, four years ago. And yeah, so that would have been ni- 19 WrestleMania, the year of 19, 2019. Yeah. Um, and Ronda Rousey shoulders not being on the mat for that three count, like the story's right there. And, and now she's big time backs, so you could have Ronda come back as the baby face. The problem is, if they did that, I don't think people would cheer Ronda Rousey. Because people are already cheering Becky. Becky. They, they don't want Becky to be a heel. Becky wants to be a heel. WWE wants her to be a heel. Nobody else wants her to be a heel. Um, so they're cheering Becky, um, for the most part. Even though I think Becky is doing a good job trying to be a heel. I think her character work has been good. I don't know if you saw the segment on Raw on Monday. Um, the closing segment with her and Ronda and then her and Lita. Um no, I, I, I have watched uh, only one match on WWE TV this week. And even though I'm excited for SmackDown tonight because of other opportunities and, and, and uh, obligations, I'm not probably going to record it because I probably won't get to it. So, yeah. So, yeah. All, all of the That's a long way to say I'm not really – even the Rumble I thought was decent or good. I, I'll call it good. Um, I'm not on fire to watch WWE. So. Yeah. And And – I haven't watched Raw in a long time because I was here home this week. I went ahead and watched it on Tuesday while I was working. And so I, you know, was paying attention, not, not, it didn't have my sole attention. 
Um, but I did eventually then I didn't actually see the the final segment until last night because my the audio sync at the end of Raw got really weird on my recording. I don't I haven't seen anybody else complaining about it. So I think it was something either with my recording on YouTube TV or or something more local um, than than widespread. But um, I, I did watch main event uh, on Hulu yesterday because I have Hulu and uh, watched that segment because I knew they'd show it. And I wanted to kind of just see how it played out. And, uh, Let's I, I be honest, tried. you wanted to see Veer Mahan. Well, if he isn't going to ever show up on Raw, I might as well check him out on main event. So how does Veer Mahan not get into the Royal Rumble? I mean, he's coming to Raw. He's coming to Raw. Like, the Royal Rumble would be a great place to debut him. We'll talk he about didn't, that. He didn't show up on Raw yet. You can't show up in the Rumble if you haven't shown up on Raw. That's true. But you can show up on main event if you haven't shown up on Raw, for the love of God. Um, yeah. Anyways, that could be a whole other thing. Um, but I thought Becky Becky tries really hard as a heel. She tries to be a heel. You just don't want her to be. And I think against Ronda, she wouldn't be. Rhonda might get cheered against Charlotte Flair, but um, Tom, do you remember the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg match at uh, at WrestleMania 20 when yeah. they were leaving? Yep. So Gold was the ref, and the, the crowd just crapped all over that match. Yeah. Look out, Dallas. I, I think we could be headed there with Rhonda and Charlotte. Sure. I think the crowd may... Yeah, I don't think they're going to cheer either one of them, and I think it could be a really... WrestleMania crowds are always, you know, their own little world anyway. Is WrestleMania in the Raw after? Um, I don't know. I think that could be interesting. Um, I loved seeing Sarah Logan back. I always liked Sarah Logan. I wish WWE would have done something a little more with her. Uh, she looked a lot like Max the Impaler when she first came out uh, from Ring of Honor. So quick second of like, is that oh, okay? It's Sarah Logan. Um I hated that they teased the reunion or the hug or whatever was going to come between her and Liv and then immediately just dumped everybody out. It didn't matter. Um, I was just counting here. There were seven people in that match who did not last a minute. And then Kelly Kelly lasted 105. Um, and Kelly Kelly did not look like Kelly Kelly. Like facially, it did not even look like the same person to me. Um I, she's, I think, had some work done, maybe, or I don't know. But see, I want to say I saw a tweet where she said she hasn't had work done, wow. in a, in, maybe in a major way. Maybe she hasn't. Maybe she had. I don't know. She was. She was kind of talking about how you know, as a woman and having matured, like you know, she, I think she's in her mid thirties now. Like facially, she does look different. Like in in, in it's a again. marked difference. I mean, which sure. And, and if she hasn't, you know, I don't, I don't mean to infer that she has had work done, but wow. Um, mo most people, women, man, men, whatever, like you can see that, like, even though, yes, of course we change over age. I've changed, you've changed, everybody changed. Like if she would have just come out with no screen and they didn't say who she was, I'd have had no clue who she was. I would not have known it was Kelly Kelly. And I think, I think the, the fallback is again, that's a cosmetic industry, right? Correct. So like, so when you notice, uh, or it's a stark difference, because it's such a cosmetic image-based industry, you're gonna call it out more. And she only lasted a minute five, so I guess I didn't have a lot of a lot of chance to get a good look at her either, and make sure I did know who she was. But um, it feels like there were a couple other things to to call out. Um, you know, Mickey James got 11 minutes and got one elimination. Good for her. Um, no, no surprise that out of the uh, 
the surprises, the not, well, even even the announced, I guess she was announced, uh, competitors, but the non-regular WWE competitors, I guess. No surprise that the longest lasting was Michelle McCool. Um, it helps to be married to Undertaker. <laughs> she had 20 minutes in the Rumble. Um, didn't do a whole lot with it, only eliminated one person, but uh, but she was there, and, and that was Dana Brooke, who made it a whole two minutes. Uh, the, the Iron Woman for this match, just for what it's worth, was Bianca Belair. Uh, she had 47 minutes and 30 seconds, and just because they needed to really build her, she got to eliminate one person. Um, I, that was part of mine, is outside of Ronda Rousey and the Little Nikki ASH, Molly Holly, which probably leads nowhere, but and that's okay. Although Molly's a producer, so they could do something if they wanted, you know, for a, a two-week Raw storyline or anything. I'm not saying that's a WrestleMania match, but you could have a match between them if, if Molly wanted to. I don't know if Molly wants to do that. Um, they just didn't build anybody like, and this is going to be, you're going to hear me say it again in the men's rumble. Like, what did you do to make anybody else special in that match? Yeah. Well, just a good, a good example. You mentioned Bianca's like length as being like the iron woman for this one. You know, you could easily, even if there's not a match on the horizon and maybe there is, cause you know, that was a main event of WrestleMania last year. Um, Sasha and Bianca. Hello. You could have had them both go late and, you know, in, 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 and told the story there. Again, that used to be part of what was a regular staple, and that, that felt missing in both Rumbles this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, her one elimination was Natalia. I don't think that's leading anywhere. Um, Charlotte Flair had the most eliminations with five. Um, and again, so we need to build Charlotte Flair? Like, I think Charlotte Flair is pretty made. We don't necessarily need to do that. Um I was just going to look. The final four were Charlotte, Bianca, Rhonda, Shayna, and Shayna. Oh, there's another one. You teased the Shayna Rhonda thing. I hope it leads somewhere down the road. Whether it's a match, whether it's them teaming up, I could see them being a killer tag team for the women's tag division that doesn't really exist in WWE because every other champion brought their belts out with them except for the women's tag champs. Um, I thought that was interesting throughout the night. Even even Mickey James, who has a belt that doesn't belong in WWE, wore her title, which probably was part of the agreement of her working the match. Um, so I get it. But literally, your women's tag champs were the only ones that didn't bring their belts with them to the ring because they don't matter. Um, but Ronda and Shayna just killing tag teams would be fun for a little bit on the side of whatever else Ronda's doing. But... I digress. I, that when they when they kind of squared off and smiled at each other, I thought they were going to then turn around and just start wrecking rumbles, and maybe it would come down to Ronda and Shayna at the end, which I thought could be really cool, and then have Ronda, you know, don't trust anybody and throw Shayna out kind of thing. I hope for too much for Shayna Baszler. No, you don't. You do. You do, but you don't. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that way. But they make you feel that way because you know what she did in NXT. You know what she's capable of, and then she comes to this bigger stage, which arguably should then accentuate the strengths that she demonstrated in NXT, and it doesn't. Absolutely. Anything else on the women's rumble? Tom? No. No. Yeah. Probably given that more time. Um, Becky Lynch and do drop next. I felt bad for them here. Um, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire after Ronda Rousey's uh, fireworks went off. And so they had to evacuate that section of the stands, the, the stadium, 
um, because the WrestleMania sign was on fire. Uh, that didn't cause a big disruption on the show. I, I, not again, I was kind of one eye on the screen, one eye in work, but disruption in that I don't think the fans were really paying attention to Becky and Dewdrop. Got it. Um, oh, okay. He, that makes sense. It, it, it seemed like it was pretty flat in the arena. Yeah. So, and, and so I think, well, I won't say it was the greatest match ever or anything. I think it was better than it got reacted to, if that makes sense. Um, but that wasn't their fault. Even there, there were a couple of spots actually where you could see like Becky had a headlock or something and she was doing this and looking up at the, you know, like, Probably okay. so determining, I, like, were they going to get told, take it home, we got to empty this arena. Um, you know, St. Louis is on fire. Um, what, what, do you know what they use that venue for? It's a huge venue. Was that where the Rams used to play? I believe it was where the Rams played. Okay. And where maybe a future St. Louis football team might, might play. Because that's not the Cardinals stadium, so. I don't think anyways. Nope, it's not. It's not. Okay. Like Card- Cardinals are outdoors. That's what I was thinking. I didn't think the Cardinals had an indoor or, or retractable stadium at this point. Um, I should know that as a Cubs fan. but uh, I see how many uh, Cardinals games you watch. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I bet you Dewdrop, it was what it was. Dewdrop's now going to go back down the, you know, she'll end up not working anything of note for a while. She got beat on main event this week. I mean... Thanks for coming, Dewdrop. I'm, you know, that's kind of what this match was, which is too bad because I actually like Dewdrop, but I hate the name, but I like the character. I like Piper Niven, and I think a great time when you changed your character would have been for her to say, "I'm not Dewdrop, I'm Piper Niven." Um, but I digress. Uh, the WWE title match—we kind of talked about that. I anything more to say on? I think we probably had our say on that one. No, I guess. <laughs> do you think it would have been any different had? Um... Had the had the sign not caught on fire? Do you, th- do you think do you think the crowd reaction would have been any different? I personally don't. Not much. I maybe a little more invested, like because I feel like they were totally uninvested. But I also think the match itself didn't didn't help because this was as we talked about last week that match at the Royal Rumble that there seems to be at least one of every year where the champs defending against somebody that you know has absolutely no shot of winning. I would one of these years when they do that, I would love to see the person that has no shot of winning win the dumb thing. You can always swap it back at Elimination Chamber or do something like that, tell a short-term story. But make people think like, oh, I thought I knew it was going to happen, and then you went there. Like the Miz winning um, when he cashed in his money in the bank a year or two ago, uh, or a year ago. I think it was in 2021, actually, um, before losing the title right away to Bobby Lashley. Like, nobody thought that was going to happen. And then it happened. Um, And the Miz won the title. I believe that might have been an elimination chamber last year. Now that I'm thinking about that, um, you know, zig when we think you're going to zag. Don't always zag when we know you're going to zag. Like that's my problem with WWE. They just can't surprise. It's not a thing they're good at. I mean, they announced 12 people in the Rumble who don't work for their company, who could have been surprises, but instead we just named them. And did any one of those 12 people sell a ticket to the Royal Rumble? Did anybody go? Oh, Summer Rae's in the Rumble. I got to go to it. Like, no. And nothing against Summer Rae. Nothing against well, the Bellas. I don't think anybody bought a ticket to see the Bellas. Well, what's the heat between Summer Rae and Natalia? Remember Summer Rae dropped, or did you see Summer Rae dropped an F-bomb on her way to the ring? <laughs> well, and they said something about, like, the long-standing rivalry between Summer Rae and Natalia. And I'm like, did I forget something? Because maybe it happened. But I don't remember a long-standing rivalry between Summer Rae and anybody, frankly. Um, Summer Rae is one of those characters who 
was there. And I remember her with Fandango and I remember that she was around, you know, for some other stuff, but I don't know. She doesn't resonate with me. I know there was some blowback when they called her a WWE legend. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's just the phrase they use for anybody who doesn't work there anymore. Um, you know, who's in good standing. That's it's not doesn't mean they were all time great. It just means, you know, their legends deal are for former wrestlers, former employees. So I, I, I get it's kind of like calling them superstars or calling pay-per-views premium live events or it's they they have their phrasing that they use um they don't say hospital they say medical facility you know things like that um it's yeah it's just vince and his wording um you, would i call summer ray a wwe legend no i would call her a former wwe performer but you know that's not as nice as legend i guess yeah that was a little bit weird like <laughs> the long-standing beef and i'm like i missed something on twitter i don't follow either one of them so perhaps i have missed something and there was some jaw jacking going on. Um, the mixed tag match, Edge and Beth beat Miz and Maurice. This was this was a mixed tag match. It was an Edge match that didn't go 20 minutes. So there's that. Is the universe falling apart today? <laughs> Although I'll say it felt a little longer than it was. I actually went back and looked at what the time um, Wrestling Observer usually does a good job of having the times on the matches. So I went back after after I'd finished the rumble and looked at what the time was, because the match for me felt a little long, but it was really only like 12 minutes. If I remember right. Um, is, that a, is that a bad thing <laughs> when, when it feels long and it was really only 12 minutes? Yeah. I, I think that's how I felt about it. It was just like, it was there. It was a match. I, I felt it was just there and just was a match as well. And it was probably because of where it was placed on the card. But again, I don't know that you could have put it anywhere else and it would have fit differently or felt differently. Yeah. It felt weird for me for Edge to be the popcorn match, like yeah. the come or the let him down match, you know, between and and when Brock and Bobby, you know, were were announced as the next match, two matches before the the main event. Uh, excuse me. Um, you know, I knew then that obviously the mixed tag was going to go in the the quote semi main event match spot and. I knew that was for a, a let me let him down match, you know, after the big angle, um, which further cemented that the angle was probably happening um, with the placement in that you let him come down before the rumble. But uh, weird for Edge to be in that spot. I don't know. Just odd. Uh, be interesting to see where they take Edge for WrestleMania. Um, I know AJ Styles has been um, on Twitter uh, asking for that match. We mentioned it last week. I Sign me up. I mean, we haven't seen that before, I don't believe. And give those give those two 12 or 15 minutes at wrestlemania and i think they could put together something pretty cool well you know uh, it's going to be 20 at that point well that's true it's wrestlemania it'll be 20 for edge for 20 minutes so but but there you, you bring up a good question before we even get to talking about the rumble there are a lot of big names i'm using air quotes for those watching and for those just listening you need to understand i'm using air quotes big names that don't we don't know what they're doing for WrestleMania. now that it has to be clear on the day after the rumble but when you have your AJ Styles, your Edges, your Seth Rollins. Like, usually you kind of can forecast Bobby Lashley. where they're headed. Yeah, Bobby Lashley is even in that mix, even though what, he has the, the title right now. What What would, if you had to, if you had to put pen to paper today, what's your WWE title match at WrestleMania? Like, what do you think they'll do? Not what would you do? Because those are probably two very different things. What do you yeah. think they'll do? Dude, I have no, I honestly have no idea. I haven't, I haven't given, you're putting me on the spot. So I mean, full transparency, I haven't given it a thought. Um, 
I don't do that. I don't believe they do a title versus title match. I don't think there's, I don't think there's, I don't think it's merited. And like, I don't know why you would do that when you are, have two different brands, unless, uh, unless we are not going to have two different brands, which doesn't make sense when you're on competing networks and you're looking to. And you have 900 in, people under contract still. Right. And you're looking to incentivize, like, this is why Raw is a draw. This is why and you're selling billions of dollars in rights or whatever the number is. Um, I also think if you were going to do title versus title, it would make more sense if both of your champs had been dominant for like a whole year and like nobody can beat them, nobody can beat them, nobody can beat them, boom, now they're going to collide. Oh, that feels like a huge match at WrestleMania. Yeah. You title versus title, Brock's going to have the WWE title for like six weeks before Mania, five weeks. So so to try to, to, try to give it an, uh, just uh, what, I, what I believe could happen as an answer, um, and, and this is a little informed by what's gone on this week behind the scenes. Lashley, Seth Rollins seems like a, seems like it could be like not only really good, but make some sense. And again, who's the heel? <laughs> well, and, and, and that goes back to though again. Originally, day one, Rollins was going to be the one-on-one shot. He's never gotten it. So again, you can link that story to go. He's finally getting a shot on the grandest stage of them all. And and that would. That would work for, it, it, honestly, on the raw side, it's the only thing that makes any sense. Um, I mean, unless you bring somebody else in, or unless Brock wins the title, or you totally switch things. Um, you know, could you go completely just bat something crazy, put the belt on Riddle, and have Randy turn on him because Riddle wins the belt? Riddle and Randy is your WWE title match. Um, you know, again, I'm going crazy there, but he's in the match. There's a chance. Um, well, and, and, I don't think and, you're putting it on Austin Theory yet. So, and and did you? So, I'm, I'm guessing you heard or saw the rumor about that Riddle at one point was booked to win the Rumble. Did you? I, PW Insider put that out, and then I've also seen Sean Ross Sapp and some others say everybody they've talked to says no, that was never in the plan. So I, okay. I don't know. I, I've seen the rumor, um, and PW Insider is usually spot on with their things as is Sean Rossap. So it's interesting that they have very different uh, reports on that in that they're both two of the, you know, I think top reporting sites out there um, as far as making sure they got their stuff right. I haven't seen PW Insider issue any sort of retraction on that. Um, I also haven't seen them double down on it and say, well, we're, you know, we're right. Um, they're both those sites are professional enough that they're not going to get into pissing matches about it, but um, yeah, I mean, Riddle, it, if that was potentially in the cards, he's a shot to win the Elimination Chamber. Maybe, I I normally don't watch the Saudi shows, but I don't know, maybe I'll watch the Chamber now. Um, the crazy part that it's on a Saturday, again, since all of the premium live events are really shifting to Saturday, save for WrestleMania. Um, that's do, on do a Saturday, we, Sunday, so. It's, it's, yes, correct, it is Saturday, Sunday. Um, do we know the time? That it's because again, it is in Saudi Arabia, so that's a much different like world clock. I want to say it is at like noon, something like that. Hang on, I got it right here. Um, I mean, again, they won't be competing with football, they will be competing with college basketball. Again, I think you could argue who, who, who in the world is a diehard college basketball fan and who's a diehard WWE fan where you're going to be like. Oh, I have to watch my team at noon. Right. On that Saturday. If, 
it is at noon Eastern, uh, following a one-hour kickoff show at 11 a.m. Eastern. So, noon your time, 11 a.m. My, my time. Sorry, I got a little cough there. I'm trying to mm -hmm. mute those out. Brunch with the Elimination Chamber. Absolutely, on a Saturday. So, uh, well, let's get to the Rumble. Uh, and we've we've hinted and talked about little pieces of this throughout. But the Rumble, Brock wins uh, the Rumble. Uh, he comes in at number 30. 30. He was 30. Yeah, I love 30. how I knew that. Um, <laughs> duh. Um, Come on, Jim. <laughs> underwhelming rumble for me. Because of missed opportunities, I feel like. Um, and, I, I, and I think that's fair. Again, like I said, I was generally entertained by the whole show. Again, is that me walking into it with low expectations? Um, I also, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I didn't like, I didn't like the whole thing with Brock. I understand that's the vehicle to get where we're going. I, I still didn't like it. I, I don't think, again, I think you use the rumble to elevate someone. <laughs> you could still get to Brock. Ah, uh, you, you absolutely could. Right. You absolutely, you could, could have somebody win the rumble who then goes on to challenge Bobby Lashley or whoever the WWE champion is. You could have Riddle win the rumble. And then have Orton win the chamber, who he's not even in the chamber, but you could put him in the chamber. Again, you get to pick these things, guys. Um, that's how this works. Um, you know, and then build to that. Um, you could have Orton win and then have Riddle win the chamber. You could um, you could have Rollins win and he challenges Lashley. You could, all of these things you could do, um, which Rollins apparently originally was going to potentially be in the Rumble. And then things got changed. And apparently originally he was going to have some sort of a, interaction with Shane O'Mac, the best in the world. Um, um, when best equals worst. Right. That's, that's when that's a true statement. Um, so, you know, and, and then it was going to lead to Shane O'Mac and, and Rollins at Mania, which why, why um, don't, don't do that. That's dumb. Um, so I'm glad they're not. Um, Rollins, Shane O'Mac and Austin Theory, which was also a rumored match. Like, at least there's a story I can see there with Vince, you know, his infatuation with Austin Theory. It's a little bit weird. Um, but, you know, Shane could be jealous, whatever. I'm the son, not you. I, it's a dumb story, but they could tell it. Um, again, missed opportunities. Uh, the the uh, the Iron Man in this match is AJ Styles, who came in at number one, 29 minutes and six seconds, eliminated six people. The most eliminations um, other than Brock had five. Um, so so I but yet, if you ask me if I felt like they put AJ Styles over strongly in the Rumble, I don't like he was in there for 49 minutes. He eliminated six people. And I'm shocked at both of those numbers. Um, you know, and so I didn't feel like they told that story if they were telling it. Um, Damien Priest. Seriously. WTF. Seriously. What world. Yeah. Like, less than 10 minutes, I believe. I've got it here in front of me. I just got to find him. Um, but I, when I looked at it before, I'm sorry, 11 minutes, eliminated nobody. Nobody. Damien Priest for me in the men's rumble was equivalent to Sasha Banks in the women's rumble. And I'm sure there were other examples to draw, but those are the two, like, if I were to say, Missed opportunity and missed opportunity, those come to mind right away. Nobody had the uh, the the cane spot as you know, where you'd throw out eight or ten guys. Um, 
nobody had that spot in this match. Almost got three eliminations. Three. He's the big seven-foot giant guy. Like, have him throw a few more people out. At least you had it take like six or seven guys to get him out. Uh, Chad Gable, my goodness. That guy, I heard on, on one of the Fightful podcasts this week, somebody saying, I had been thinking it, so um, we're on the same wavelength. He's the modern-day Kurt Angle right now. Like, he's so funny, and he can go in the ring. And I don't think they've quite let us see how, how I mean, you can see how good he is in the ring, but they haven't booked him in that way quite yet. Um, but he could he could be a star for them, I think. I go back to the American Alpha days. Think about American Alpha and FTR. Well, whatever right. they were called back. The revival, yeah. The re- yeah. So, I mean, good, good golly. Like you knew, you knew what was on the table, and now you're oh. just getting it in, in in a different capacity. Again, I, and I don't think he's being weighed down by Otis because I think it's a great dynamic. But I do think a singles run would be so good, so so good. My fear is they see him as the Marty Janetti. Sure. Yeah, you're not you're not incorrect in that opinion. And he's not. Like you have two Shawn Michaels there, I think actually, in very different ways, obviously. Otis is not gonna be a Shawn Michaels in the ring, but I think they can do something with Otis. I think Otis definitely has potential. Otis, the second coming of Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> right, right. I think you know, I think Otis is great. Um, but I think Gable's great too. So you could have these guys really be two single stars that you could build, you know. Build around your Otis's, your Chad Gables, your Riddles, your Austin Theories. Um, there's another one, Austin Theory. Um, kind of unceremoniously gets eliminated by AJ. Um, was in there for 22 minutes, only eliminated one person. Um, and that one elimination actually was, he was one of the group that eliminated almost. Um, so not even really, he didn't throw anybody by himself. What do you what do you think about the Kofi Kingston spot and 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 how it didn't like work out like they didn't hope or they had hoped for? I felt bad for him. He's done so many of those cool spots. He clearly was not supposed to touch the ground. Um, kudos to them though for just saying, you know what, he touched the ground, he's out. Like and not trying to go. Oh no, he didn't actually. Like no, he clearly. I mean, wasn't one foot. It was both. You know, he missed. Um, did you happen to see John Morrison's tweet about what he was planning a few years back that they wouldn't let him do by no. chance? Okay. No, I so if you, I don't, I think it's on Twitter. I don't remember for sure where I saw it. Um, I, I know it was on some social platform. Anyhow, he was going to, uh, like kind of do like an acai style moonsault flip off the second rope on an elimination. Like he was going to go over the top, get stuck in that position. Someone was going to hit him and he was going to flip. And then land butt first on the, on the um, on the padding on the the barrier, and they they showed him practicing it earlier in the day, and they had guys there with like pads to kind of buffer to see if he could like hit it, and they ended up not doing the spot because I think it's a little too risky. Um, but like he used that as a saying, hey, you know what, all of these things are one inch away from being, you know, hitting or missing their mark. And again, I think with it was a couple more inches for Kofi, but still. That, he was making that analogy of kind of praising Kofi for having the, you know, the, the gumption to give it a shot. Right. Yeah. No. And it, I thought it was a cool spot. And if it could have worked, you know, I always love seeing what Kofi's going to do. You know, there's always one of those. It seems like for him, one or two. Um, yeah. Just missed. Uh, to flip to the other side of the new day, 
Thanks for being at the top, Biggie. Welcome back to Mid Card Obscurity and nobody giving two craps about what. Well, and, and that was going to be one of the names I mentioned too when we think about what could be for WrestleMania, but it does appear he's literally going back to being I, slotted as a tag wrestler with the New Day. And I just don't know how right. or why you even you even can justify that. I just I just really don't. My guess is we're getting Uso's New Day at Mania because we haven't seen that nine million times. It's good every time, but. Uh, I, that'd be my guess. He's angling for Goldberg. Um, I just don't think they're positioning him in a way that that would make any sense. But I mean, if he wants it, I'm I'm willing to. You know, I don't really want to see Goldberg. Um, and Goldberg's apparently working the Chamber uh, show. I read last night, so uh, maybe and and that's rumored to be the last match on his current contract. Which fine, put him out in Saudi. Um, Put him out in Saudi. Famous last words. <laughs> right. Maybe I shouldn't have said that that way. Do you, that do, do you mean something else by that? Yeah. <laughs> Not trying to kill the man. Um, I think Goldberg doesn't do a whole lot for him. He's better in his last match with Bobby, but I, I'm fine not seeing Goldberg anymore. He's got one more match, fine, whatever. Um, Smaller potato thing. Ray and Dominic had been having... Uh, this kind of back and forth over the last couple of weeks on Raw where they would dump each other over the top and it was, you know, Ray was teaching Dominic, don't trust anybody in the Rumble. And then Dominic was teaching him, ha I learned from you. And then they're not even in the match at the same time. Again, like, who, who's who's in charge of the stories, right? Like that just, right. that's what... You've literally been telling a story and then I'm shocked they remembered to get Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn in the ring at the same time. You know, like... I just... Uh, um, you know, your surprises were weak in this match. I thought, yeah, bad bunny. Okay, fine. Again, here's I, the thing. I, I, I have such a positive opinion of bad bunny coming off of last year's WrestleMania that I was excited to see the guy. Like, it, it, what does that tell you? Right. And he's the only one that understands how the match works. Apparently too. You know. <laughs> um, I did have to laugh that they they were they were putting Bad Bunny over, you know. Bunny knows exactly what he's doing in there. He's throwing people. He's not trusting anybody. He's hanging onto the rope. He's you know, um, Bad Bunny for me. I, he did really well at WrestleMania. I am not super plugged into current pop culture, current music. Um, I, I know some of it. I'm aware of some of it because I run a trivia company more than anything. I I'm not a Bad Bunny fan i'm not against bad bunny i'm just not he's not in my he's not on my phone for the music i listen to um so i was excited to see him in that he had done so well at mania and i thought he did fine here um but you know so that was a decent one um brock obviously was a surprise um honestly i think most of the rest oh shane omac and the rest of your surprises drew mcintyre came back uh Excuse me. I'm ready for that feud to be done now. Like he threw them both out. He destroyed them. Let's move on. Let's have Drew do something. If he's able, if that wasn't just a one-off while he's rehabbing, which I'm guessing it wasn't, um, I don't think you'd bring him back for the Rumble. The Rumble is a, is a match where you could come in and just kind of do nothing and then get thrown out and be pretty safe. But, you know, he was in there for 19 minutes. So I, I'm thinking the neck is at least close to ready. Um, 
you know, maybe there was, hey, don't power bomb him kind of thing, question or things. I don't know, but um, he didn't look like he was hurting. If he was hurting, he hit it well. That's for sure. But wrestlers are also very good at hiding those things. Um, Shane O'Mac and and now Shane's apparently gone. Um, I, I read him booked the Rumble. He was one of the producers on the Rumble, and he's oh, apparently man. catching the most heat. Which is weird, right? Like, like I, that sounds like a way to pass the buck. If you're asking me again, I don't want. I'm not justifying, but like, you made the choice. Someone made the choice to say, "Yeah, let him be part of that decision making process." But then to have the have the guillotine fall on his neck. Well, apparently he was very concerned about his own stuff, um, which I can understand being frustrated about that. But then in the moment, look at him and go, "This rumble's not about you." Like, stop. Yep. I don't know. Just. Corrected at that point, Dad. Um, they right. won't let me get my spots in. <laughs> right, that's what it feels like almost. Um, they miss Pat Patterson. I mean, there's no question. Pat Patterson was, you know, the guy who put these rumbles together for years, and they were usually pretty darn good. And and had those moments thought out, like, okay, we've been telling the Ray and Dominic thing. Let's make sure we have him in the ring, even if one of them doesn't eliminate the other, which would have made sense actually. Have some teases of it, and have some, you know, whatever. Um, usually built somebody if it was Kane just going off as Roman Reigns a number of years ago going off throwing people out um yeah you built nobody in this rumble besides Brock and he didn't need building uh, Kevin Owens uh thanks for resigning buddy you got thrown out by Shane O'Mac and then you got beat by Austin Theory on Raw not in the chamber well if he signed for financial security then good on Kevin Owens and I'm glad he has that because creatively they ain't doing crap with him. It's just clear. He is not going to be a focus and it's just mind numbing that they have this potential star who it wouldn't take that much to get hot again. Just let him be, let him win some matches and they can't do it. Shane O'Mac throws him out for nothing. Cause now it's not even going to Shane O'Mac and Kevin Owens, which we don't need to see again. Anyways, we saw enough of that and it was never, never going there so yeah. anyway i don't know so brock wins we're on the road to wrestlemania tom whatever that means the elimination chamber has been set up it's bobby lashley defending against brock riddle austin theory aj styles seth rollins seth rollins um and then becky lynch is going to defend the raw women's title against lita uh which uh, did Lita and Charlotte had a match here recently, didn't they? Lita returned at the Rumble. She returned at the Rumble. Oh, okay, she just had a brawl with Charlotte or something then. <clears throat> she, she'd been on SmackDown. They didn't okay. know she was going back. She'd been on SmackDown. Got it. Okay. I don't remember by looking at results recently that Lita's had a match, but I could okay, have overlooked it. Yeah, maybe she hasn't. Maybe it just seemed like it was leading there. Um, so this might be her first one-on-one match, which will be – Interesting to see how she does um, against Becky. Uh, you're certainly putting her in, in there against somebody that I don't know if Lita needs carrying at this point, but Becky can lead it if she needs to. Um, now, I think this actually has the potential to be really good. Now, I again, females in Saudi Arabia, okay, they're you know, yeah, they're going to be covered neck to feet. Yeah, right. So that that's the that's the thing for me. Like it goes, okay, well, I mean, I know you, you can't not like promote your talent. There's a, there's a time and place. I just wish that they would like the first 
women's match, which was Alexa and Natalia, I want to say, a couple of years ago. I think you're right, yeah. They had, they had gear that went neck to foot. Like, they had actual gear. Where last the last Saudi show, like, Becky and might have been Sasha had a match. Um, that doesn't seem like it makes sense. Anyways, whoever the match was, uh, might have been Becky and Bianca, now that I say that. Um, yeah. Anyways, they looked like they were in their workout gear. Like, kind of t-shirt, tights, you know. Like, I don't know. Please don't look like you're in a workout gear. And maybe maybe that was requested because maybe the other stuff was too tight or I don't know. I know they're very, very conservative in the way they, they view things over in Saudi Arabia. Like, really conservative um, when it comes to women and that sort of thing. So at least they're getting a chance to work in, in Saudi, which is, a, I guess, a step in the right direction. I don't want to go political into that. But, um, yeah. Uh, Tom, what else is going on in the world of pro wrestling that you want to talk about? I mean, the big thing this week was the CM Punk MJF match on AEW Dynamite, which again, like that is that Got was a lot of that, time. Th- yeah, that well, not only that, not only getting a lot of time, like when it when when Justin Roberts did that announcement, I'd been watching AEW kind of in the background, paid attention to the cool Mox Danielson segment at the beginning of the show, um, and then and then when this came on, I go. This seems like it's happening really early. So I paused the DVR and it was like at the 114 mark, maybe, give or take. I'm like, yeah. there's still 45 minutes of episode left. I, I didn't watch it live on Wednesday night. I had other commitments. Um, but I was like, wow, this is going to go long. Like, they're, they're, unless they have an angle um, that, I, that, that I will be surprised by, like, they're going to get a lot of time, which they did. Oh, additionally, again, this was a this was a draw. Like, they did. They they sold the venue. They sold out the venue. I'm guessing before this was even announced. Oh, I'm sure. This is this is a pay per view caliber match, and so the fact that they gave that away on Wednesday was really surprising to me. Like I'm just I'm really like, and and again I had said it here before. I thought they were going to do an angle on Wednesday. I, I predicted correctly that they were going to interact on Wednesday. Bad said that about a month ago. I thought that we were getting an angle or a schmaz. Schmaz, 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 whatever. They were gonna, they were gonna snafu it all up to get us to revolution. They and then we may come back at revolution, but they didn't. They they gave us a full match. Very. Um, somebody I was just reading uh, wrestling, wrestling Observer's report. They said the bell rang with about forty minutes to go in the show, and they used about thirty nine of it for the match. So, you know, thirty nine minute match, which never felt. You could t- tell they were going long in, you know, in the way that they worked early on, but, and just the fact that if you looked at the clock, like you said, like, you're like, oh, this is either going long or like you said, something else is going to happen, but they hadn't announced anything else for the show. And, uh, and they went long and, but it didn't feel long. Like, like where I say the edge match was 12 minutes and it felt long. This never, I never was like, oh gosh, well, we can just get to the end of this match already. Um, and then they did the false finish, which I think helps with that. Um, I didn't think the the tape around the neck looked particularly great. I didn't feel like MJF was working it quite as hard as I thought he could have. So I was glad that wasn't the finish. And again, I, w- I wasn't watching it live either, and I did not pause after the false finish. So at first I thought, gosh, is that really the way we're ending the show? And then when I saw it fall out from under his arm and I saw Bryce just very slowly look down, which I thought was done great, um, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to a restart here. 
One thing that I don't know that you've picked up on AEW is the refs have like their mics to communicate with backstage in their pockets. And Bryce Remberg, Bryce Remberg, Bryce Remsburg of all of the refs, I think doesn't conceal it well. You, you clearly see him put his hand in his right pocket multiple times. And then if you look to his lips, which you really shouldn't be for a referee, you can see him communicating. But it's the hand in the pocket that really does <laughs> throws it off for me, right? Which I mean, kind of communicate, what's going on there, right? You know, um, you know, and I think other referees have had like mics on the back or in their back pocket, whatever. AW doesn't have to do it that way, but that needs to be something that they're a little bit more aware of, in my opinion. Um, so that was again not a, not a critique of the match, but just a critique of I've noticed it enough in AEW where it's standing out. I, I I also feel like this match was was quite good, but not the best it could have been. Which if they're going to come back on pay per view, you don't want to give us your best for free. I, I I mean that sounds like a that sounds like a a bad statement to make, but you know you want to you want to deliver, which they did, and you want to give fans something to look forward to more, which they I believe did. But when I think about when I think about when I think about Punk's matches thus far, kind of on the big stage, so like Darby, Kingston, and then this, this is third out of those to, in my mind. Um, and when I think of MJF in cause some of his more high profile matches, like Darby, like Jericho, and then this, I also think this is down down below those as well. I did have to laugh when MJF was coming out. If I read it right, his singles record in AEW is nineteen and four. That, yeah, yep. In three years. <laughs> Again. They have protected that guy. They, they, they protected him for sure. <laughs> you you, you kind of wonder because he's so young. Like, are they, like, does he have a lifetime contract, right? That they're just literally going, hey, we know we're going to put mileage on you at some point, but we'd rather not put that mileage on you now. Or is yeah. there something else going on? Yeah, it's just, it was stunning to me when you see, like, Moxley, who's been there less time, uh, uh, well, no, I guess about the same amount of time, um, but has missed some time, uh, has, you know, 50 matches or something. I'd, you know, it, it was just jarring to me, like, man, I knew he didn't work a ton because he was on my Fantasy Wrestling League team last year, and I kept wanting him to get some matches so he'd earn some points because he most often wins when he does wrestle. Uh, but wow. Um I, yeah, I think we're definitely getting the rematch of Revolution. I thought it was interesting, and I, I hadn't seen it originally, and then they you know, showed the replay that Wardlow actually gave the ring to MJF. Yeah, it wasn't picked up. It wasn't picked up until you saw the replay at the end, which was which was cool because it made you go, where did MJF get that ring? Right. And and I think that was intentional that they didn't show it, um, which helped then also make, make you think when Wardlow stepped to the side – like, oh, is this the turn? Is it coming? And man, at some point here, maybe maybe it's at Revolution. Maybe Wardlow turns there at the pay-per-view. Again, we've talked about it. That roof is going to blow off the place when he finally does. I think Wardlow can be a huge star for them when they pull the trigger. I think he's just bubbling there right now. He reminds me, excuse me, of Batista when Batista was, was on the rise. Not now. Forget about you know, current day Batista. But when Batista was on the rise and everybody was just ready for Batista to take that step, he reminds me of that. I think partially because of the build and the power moves and all that too. But <clears throat> that that's my comp that I think of with Wardlow right now. So so now we have seen the two of the three big signings of last fall take their first official loss. 
Um, Adam Cole's loss in the lights out match because it was a lights out match doesn't technically count or kind of as a pinfall loss or a submission loss. Um, and, and, and he's telling that story too. He was really hot about it. The promo. I don't know. You saw that promo on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, two, two kind of a twofold question. Um, would you have predicted Adam Cole to be the last one to take the loss of those three? Uh, a second part of that question were the losses to the right people for Danielson and for Punk? First question, no, I would not have predicted Cole to be the last one. I would have figured he was number one probably out of those three. Second part, yes, 100%. Page and MJF are the right guys um, to win those matches uh, because those are two of your pillars that you always talk about. Um, there are other guys who could have, you know, Darby could have been in there too, certainly. Page, Page technically isn't a pillar. It's Jungle Boy, Guevara, MJF, and Darby. But but I but I do agree with you. He is a pillar, even, yeah, even though he, he's an because he, he's just a hair older than I think that core group, and that's probably why he's not slotted in with them. I was gonna say I'd put him over Sammy, to be honest. Um, and I like Sammy. I just if you're talking about you know, I think you could build with Sammy. I think you build more with Paige at, at this moment at least. Um, and I'm really tired of Sammy's uh, sign gimmick. I just oh, see, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's fun. Fast <laughs> forward through picture in picture, so I don't even read it. Um, yeah, it's for me. It's but um. So yeah, I think those two losses were to the right people. In fact, my thought as I was watching Wednesday night is you got to put MJF over here, or you got to do a schmaz, you know, screw job thing, which kind of you got a little bit of, you know. And I was glad he didn't win clean because A's MJF. He doesn't necessarily have to win clean all the time. Um, in fact, he shouldn't. Um, and B, it gives you a reason now to build to that match at the pay-per-view, you know, and, and maybe you put Wardlow in a, you know, Wardlow in a shark cage or something. You know, I, I don't think you should do that, but, um, yeah, put the ring in a shark cage. There you go. Maybe it's a steel cage match at the pay-per-view. I don't know. That, that could be entertaining. Um, no, I, I thought it was a good match. What I want to know is why, it, it, when you apply it with some really serious logic, there's there's a gap here, and and I don't mean that this is not a critique of AEW. This is just a, it's coming to me now, and I think it's a little bit funny. Of course, there's no replay in pro wrestling, but if you were to run the tape back against Darby, it was the ring that caused Darby to lose. You run this back, it's the ring that caused Punk to lose. No one's calling that out. No one's naming that MJF is a dirty, lying, no good, foul mouth, you know, cheating son of a gun. We know it to be true, but they're not emphasizing that fact. And they just, it, maybe they will at some point, and maybe they're saving that or holding on to that nugget of, of storytelling for, for the right opponent. Um, and again, does it behoove a babyface to, to complain about being, taking a loss because of cheating? Or are they above that? Is that, is that, is, is, is complaining beneath them? I, I hope that when Punk speaks next, you know, next week or whenever it is, I hope he says, you know what? Yeah, you got me. You got me. You hit me with a ring, but you got me. But, you know, I've done some shady stuff in my past, too, or something along, you know, like call it out, but yet go ahead and, like you said, not not bellyache about it, but just like, all right, cool. Um, now here's what we're going to do to solve this or, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, on the flip side for AEW, uh, 
Brandy Rhodes randomly was in the ring when we came back from commercial at one point. I know she's been on dark and dark elevation and things like that lately. And, and I'm glad she's back. She wants to be back in the ring. I actually, this week while I was working, binged all of Rhodes to the top, which I had not watched when it was originally on. Um, so kind of saw her desire to get back in the ring after having the baby and, and good for her. It was a bad segment. It was just bad. She she healed the crowd. She said, you know, we're hearing Cleveland when they were in Chicago, which, okay, heal 101, you know, the reverse McFoley, basically, um, which got her, a, you know, a boo. And she wants to be a heel. That was very clear in Rhodes at the top. That's what she sees herself as, is the heel. Um, and I think she plays the heel pretty well. She does the, for lack of a better word, bitchy heel, you know, pretty well. But then of all people to come out and confront her, you have Dan Lambert come out, who's also a heel. Again, why, like, did Vince McMahon book this segment? I asked you that before, before we recorded. And, um, like, so now we have Dan Lambert coming out and bragging on Brandy, who's a heel. And then he brings out Paige Van Zant, who, okay, she's been teased as being involved a few different times and things never really done anything. So it appears we're going towards a Brandy Page Van Zant match. Heel versus heel, perhaps, heel. based on Dan Lambert's involvement. Right. Are, are uh, they trying to get to Cody through Brandy? Because I think there's still an issue with Cody. I think that's the thing, but that and that's maybe that's the problem is and, and they touch on this in Rhodes versus the top, or Rhodes to the top, Rhodes versus the top. What is that? Um, <laughs> well, uh, people could argue that it is Rhodes versus the top. Right. It is that Cody wants to be a baby face, Brandy wants to be a heel. That's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Well, uh, go back to when she was with uh, Luther, like, right? They, which that kind of was a fart in church from the jump. The, and then the they, Nightmare Collective or whatever it was. Yeah, they quickly went away from that. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It was just one of those segments where I'm like, wow, AEW doesn't have a complete clunker of a segment often. Um, they, they have them from time to time, and you're gonna. But that one just stuck out like a sore thumb on Wednesday night. Like, everything else I thought was was pretty good. I To go back to what you said earlier, uh, the Danielson-Moxley segment was fascinating to me. Kudos to AEW and Tony Khan or whoever, or Danielson-Moxley, whoever came up with it, because we all thought it was leading to Danielson versus Moxley, and it still could. Um, oh, it, it will, but it doesn't have to now at Revolution. Right, right, right? Yes. Like, and, that, and that's where I thought we might get that. But save it for double or nothing. Like, let, you know, I, I don't... a year from now. I, add that too. Save it for all out. Um, I don't want the, the Lucha Express. I'm sorry, Jurassic Express to lose to lose the belts necessarily. But if you're gonna have Danielson and Moxley win them and just be like a crazy like, you know, run through everybody team. Uh, yeah, a dynamic team. I'm I'm here for it. And I love the idea too that Danielson floated of what if it's Danielson, Moxley, and a couple of young guys. Yeah, you know, he dreamed up Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty and Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, um, which Garcia would fit beautifully with Danielson. That would be great. Um, better than even though I think his team with 2.0 somehow works. It's a very differing dynamic work where you have Danielson could be tutoring Garcia to be a killer. Um, that could help really elevate Garcia, which you and I are both a fan of that idea. Um, what if you did a faction of Danielson Moxley and a couple of young guys run that for six, eight months, a year, and then you have the eventual breakup. You have the eventual Danielson Moxley match. 
Um, but you've hopefully, if you've done it right, elevated two or three um, young guys in the process who are all kind of there, but not, you know, the names he dropped are guys that have the talent, have the ability, but haven't really been focused on yet. Yeah. Um, so I sign me up if that's where we're headed, because that feels like a really fun ride that we could go on. And you've got two of the best talkers in the game leading that faction. So the promos are going to be great. They can also help those younger guys work on those promos. Cause I don't know that um, any one of those three is known as a great talker yet. Um, I, from a development standpoint and just an excitement standpoint, I'm here for it. Um, have them, have them kill some folks along the way. That'd be, that'd be good. Trying to think anything else. Uh, GCW has announced 474 shows for WrestleMania weekend, I believe. Uh, so that'll be, I won't be able to see them all. Cause I'm just, even though I'm going to try to take that Friday and Monday off, I always try to and make that my own little personal wrestling vacation sitting in the man cave. Um, goodness. And even WWE Friday night, they're going to have SmackDown on WrestleMania weekend and they're going to follow it with the hall of fame directly after, um, and then Saturday apparently is going to be the doubleheader of NXT Stand and Deliver and Night One of WrestleMania. Um, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Um, I am excited though for matches to start getting announced, and I know it'll be maybe a couple more weeks. Um, we've already got Gresham and Bandito, but when they start announcing the matches for WrestleMania weekend and on the other random shows that'll be happening at the Collective and at other places, where you see those matches, where you're like. I didn't know I ever wanted to see that, but now I do, you know, yeah. um, random indie guy versus Haku or, you know, whatever. I mean, like Black Label Pro is usually good at having one or two of those matches where you're like, uh, the, the Rock and Roll Express worked at an indie a couple of weeks back against FTR. Like, who even thinks about that match? But I'd love to find a way to see that match now. Like, just sounds fun. Rock and Roll Express, FTR, cool. By the way, are we going to get FTR Briscoe sometime in 2022? Is yes. that gonna happen? Yep, yep. And, and here's the thing: we're it's gonna hit us like a like a sledgehammer, and we're gonna love every minute of it when it finally does come together. I just I, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Jim, um, have you ever heard of the turn or the statement "Good things come to those who wait"? Yeah, I'm not good at waiting. Uh, okay. WWE has conditioned me to not wait for anything. They give it to me right now, and then it's over, and we forget it ever happened, and we move on. Um, which is not how I like wrestling, but. Um, yeah, they're talking about a slow burn on this. Every time when FTR was on Rampage the other night, I was like, well, it's taped. I feel like I would have been spoiled if the Briscoes showed up on Rampage. Um, and they didn't. But uh, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. I, man, AEW's got some good stuff coming. That's all I know. Like, not shocked. Um, Texas Deathmatch next week, Paige, Archer. Archer's not winning that belt, but. Uh, and Paige gets to bleed again, though. Can I just say the Dan Lambert with Archer thing is weird too? Yeah, that's a little bit weird. You didn't need him. Jake's there. Um, if Jake was out, I could see it. You're giving him a mouthpiece, but him and Jake together with Archer is just like, why do we have two managers who can talk? <laughs> right. It's like a manager and a promoter, or it's like a I don't know. It's I don't know even know what it is. I can't name it. Right. It's just weird. Um, and Archer's actually not terrible at promos. I mean, he doesn't need to be giving twenty minute monologues but you know a, a quick i'm gonna murder everybody everybody dies you know kind of thing works fine for his character 
anyways, I'm just bouncing all over the place here. No, it's all good. Yeah, no, there, there's good stuff coming up with AEW, and I think that there's still another month before Revolution. I think the next four weeks of TV are going to be really exciting as the build comes. Again, we're, I'm sure we're looking at a, a 10-match card, give or take. So, you know, um, we and I don't think we even know or can think of a one match that's locked in other than maybe Punk and MJF, which, you know, yeah. that, yeah, that's probably it about right now. So. Yeah. I'm trying just kind of running through the title holders at least and nothing. I mean, there's, I could make guesses, but nothing seems like, Oh yeah, they're headed there. Even with Brit, I'm not hundred percent sure where they're headed with her match. Uh, yeah. Be interesting to see, uh, you know, uh, Darby versus, Andrade maybe a revolution. Yeah. Um, that that seems again, I don't mean to nitpick things, but I, I don't need Andrade with the HFO. Um maybe I just don't need the HFO. But um, that's the that's the fair statement to make, yes. Right. Or at least the H. The other people in it I like, but let's get rid of Hardy. I'm I'm kind of over Matt Hardy. Um any and Isaiah Cassidy's gonna get killed Friday night, but that's okay. Um I think we're leading to that split maybe happening down the road too. So, well, it's a fun time to be a fan of pro wrestling. And uh, let's see, next week is not Elimination Chamber. So we'll have a an episode next week where we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, uh, I would say, depending on where we are with our collective viewing of NXT, it might be a good thing to talk about NXT because they'll be headed yeah. into... Ben uh, stay the following week, yep. Yeah, yeah, the... What, what is what is it again? Uh, Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Yeah. I, I, I almost call it Saint Vengeance Day, like Saint Valentine's Day Massacre or whatever that. Right, which was. they had a pay per view called that once too. Yeah. That was where Big Show debuted. Um, yeah, Vengeance Day, which has two matches already announced: uh, Carmelo Hayes against Cameron Grimes for the the North American title, and then they they announced there's no big angle for it or anything. So I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything for you, Tom. Uh, that Indy and and, per- and Persia are going to get their their women's tag title shot at, at Men's Day. And the dust the men's dusty classic and finals the are there also. Yep, the men's yep. dusty okay. finals. Um, which I think has to be the Creed Brothers versus MSK, but MSK is facing Malik and Idris and uh Creed's are facing grizzled young veterans. Yeah, and so. unless Imperium costs the Creed Brothers to give us something else with Imperium versus Diamond Mine, I do right. think you're you're on the money. Yeah, I agree. Because somehow we're getting to Creed brothers and imperium whether it's the greed brothers winning the whole tournament uh that's my hope since i picked up one of the creed brothers um but uh always rooting for pro wrestling things in reality based on your fantasy absolutely mm-hmm. that, that makes it even more fun so well everybody uh let's see we'll make our super bowl picks next week as well um we don't have to make those this week because there's no game this week so is the pro, bowl just, this pro bowl is this weekend which again who cares the, right. I, I i was actually kind of bummed i missed the the like the skills competition i think that's always fun I, that brings me back to like wide world of sports back in the 80s when they would have like do you ever play the athletes. quarterback uh the the video game the quarterback oh. challenge video game oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it wasn't yeah. quarterback challenge, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, much much easier when I was younger. Now, when you do it now with an with an old arm, a 40 year old plus arm, not as easy. <laughs> it hurt you, you, you feel it the next day. So let me just say, my son was thrilled with the Bengals' uh, victory over the Chiefs. Um, he he and Joe Burrow have the same initials, um, and he realized that Sunday when we were watching the game together, um, he was really down in the first half, and then when the Bengals started to come back, he goes, "Dad, I think they're going to pull it off." Dad, I think they're going to pull it off. 
And then I, I was starting to prep dinner and they went to OT and he, he goes, he goes, the Bengals had the ball. And I go, I thought the Chiefs got the ball to start. He goes, they did. I go, how did the ball switch? He goes, I don't remember, which again is, <laughs> you know, very typical for a 10 year old who's really just getting into football, not really paying attention hundred um, percent. But I came down and I saw McPherson ready to kick that field. And I said, well, that's a chip shot for this guy. I said, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I go, I go, unless this kick gets blocked, I go, they're definitely going. He goes, are you serious? And I go, absolutely. And then moment of silence as we watch them kick and sure enough. And then he ran around the house playing uh, uh, Industry Baby by Little Nas X. So, like, <laughs> he was screaming. He was thrilled. So he's definitely pulling for the Bengals. I don't know who I'm pulling for yet. Um, you might think because of my former affinity for Matt Stafford as a Detroit Lion that I should cheer for the Rams. Um, I really like both teams. So um, I don't. It's a. It's, it's not a pick 'em per se, but today it's a pick 'em. Yeah, I. I'm happy with whoever wins because Matt Stafford, I think, has um, has proven me wrong. We've talked about that before. That you know he is as talented as as they say. Um, and so after so many years on a team that, sorry, Tom. Um, you know, has never gave him a real shot. I mean, he had Calvin Johnson, but he never had a defense. He never had some other parts that he needed. Um, it's cool to see him get that opportunity. Um, there's a couple of former Bears on the Rams, I think, as well, Leonard Floyd for sure. Um, and the, the Bengals, how can you not root for a team? As a Cubs fan, I look at teams that have been crappy for so long, and now, you know, here they are again 33 years later in the Super Bowl. Um, wouldn't have been crazy, though, if the Niners had beat the Rams. The Bengals have been in three Super Bowls. The first two, they played the 49ers. It could have been three for three against the 49ers, which would have been kind of crazy when you think about it. But it wasn't meant to be. It's the Rams. So we uh, we will be headed to the Super Bowl and see. We'll make that pick next week, though. Tom, anything else? Yeah, no, we're good. I look forward to that. And uh, enjoy whatever wrestling you see next week. It's nice with not – necessarily being destination shows you kind of just can i don't want to say relax and watch wrestling you should always relax and watch wrestling but like like the urgency of a royal rumble isn't upon us this weekend agreed a couple of gcw shows but i'm not planning on ordering them to be honest but i'll keep my eyes on them because i gotta score them so all right everybody have a great weekend we will talk to you soon next week thanks for joining us here on two spot monkeys live